0: Hi and welcome to the Pool Guy podcast show. In this episode I'm going to compare or I'm going to do a versus podcast between liquid chlorine and Cal Hypo and give you the pros and cons of each of course so you'll have a better understanding of which of these two you want to use as your primary sanitizer for the pools on your route or for your personal pool. Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think the number one benefit of liquid chlorine and calhypo is that neither of these two contain any cyanuric acid or they're not going to raise the cyanuric acid level in your pool. So this is a big plus because if you're going to use three inch trichlor tablets during the week and you want to minimize that the effect of those on the pool water as far as adding cyanuric acid to it, then liquid chlorine and calhypo are definitely your go-to chemicals for this because they don't contain any cyanuric acid and they won't add to the cyanuric acid level of the pool they do have a byproduct of course every chlorine type has a byproduct and for liquid chlorine that's salt and for cal hypo that's calcium and that's kind of the ingredient in there when you look at the chemical name of it so liquid chlorine will add salt cal hypo will add calcium and depending on your area one or two of these may be better for you like in my area adding calcium to the pool is not ideal since most most of the pools in my area have calcium hardness of four to 500 already because the water in my area is super hard. We, get, we have well water in my municipality and the water can be extremely hard. So adding calcium to the pool is probably not ideal. And then in the other extreme, since liquid chlorine adds salt to the pool, this adds to your TDS or total dissolved solids. And so the main side effect of the liquid chlorine is that maybe you're gonna have to drain the pool a little bit to lower down the TDS level. In some areas like Arizona and California, again my area, there's probably no good primary sanitizer, I guess. Draining the pool, because if the drought in the area may be expensive for the client or for yourself if it's your pool. So I think in my area, it doesn't really matter if you're using Calhypo, raising the calcium hardness level, or liquid chlorine, adding salt to the pool. They're both kind of you know necessary evils. In some areas like Florida where the calcium hardness is really low, Calhypo is really popular, it doesn't really affect the calcium level, and you have to add a lot of it over the whole season to really affect it. But if it is your primary sanitizer, you're probably going to reach that level after the season. So you definitely want to be aware that Calhypo will raise the calcium hardness level in your pool, and then of course, liquid chlorine will add salt to the water. Now as far as the strength of these chemicals, liquid chlorine comes in different strengths. If you're using the store-bought Clorox bleach, which is the same thing as the the pool store liquid chlorine except in a weaker form, you're about 6% or 7% or 7.5%. Then you have the hardware store that may sell 10% liquid chlorine, and most pool stores will carry a 12.5% of liquid chlorine. I think the 12.5% is stronger than a pound of CalHypo. If you were going to, you know, it's hard to break it down because cal hypo is a dry chemical and liquid chlorine is a liquid chemical. And to compare the strength of them is difficult, but I would say a pound of calhypo is almost equivalent to 12.5% liquid chlorine, with the chlorine being stronger. Now the liquid chlorine is faster acting. And so when you're adding it to the water, it's going to have a quicker effect on the pool. For example, if the pool is slightly cloudy, adding the liquid chlorine will pretty much clear that pool up within 10 minutes. Calhypo, however, if you add it directly to the water, it's going to actually cloud the water up even more. So a lot of cases you have to put the Calhypo in a bucket to dilute it. I put it directly in the skimmer, and I've called HTH on this. I talked to one of their chemists many, many years ago. I talked to them about adding Calhypo to the skimmer. The pH is really high, so it's like 8.49. It's even higher than that, I think. And by adding it to the skimmer, it has really no effect on the equipment. As long as you're running the pool for 6 to 8 hours after adding it, you're not going to have any problems. And I've been adding CalHypo for years to the skimmer. Now you may say, well, what if there's a a 3-inch trichlor tablet chlorinator there? Wouldn't that cause an explosion? Haven't had that problem. I think there's such a small amount, and it really gets sucked into the filter so quickly that you're not going to have that problem. Again, I've never had that happen, and I know a lot of people that add the Cal Hypo directly to the skimmer with no issues. I mean, there's some old-school pool guys that are like, you can't add any chemicals to the skimmer. I understand that, but for me, if I'm using CalHypo, adding it to the skimmer is one of the only ways to prevent it from clouding up the water. And the last thing you want to do at a customer's pool is to put something in the water, cloud that pool up. And they walk out five minutes later, and they're like, hey, man, my pool looks worse now that you've left here. It's all cloudy. That's like the worst thing you can do. So that's a pretty big drawback with Cal Hypo is that if you add it directly to the pool water, if you put a pound in there, chances are there's going to be a cloud of, you know, the chem- chemical will cloud up the water and it may leave a white residue on the bottom. And so if you're using Cal Hypo in a vinyl pool, I wouldn't put it directly in there because it could stay in the liner. You definitely want to dilute it in a bucket of water or you can put it in the skimmer directly. So that's the drawback with Cal Hypo is when you're introduced into the water, you do have that side effect of making it cloudy. Another side effect of calhypo that is pretty common in some areas is if there's any kind of metal in the pool, copper in particular, if you were to drop the calhypo in there and it sits on the bottom of the plaster or pebble tech surface or even fiberglass pool, you can have a black stain appear pretty much immediately as it reacts with the high oxidation and the metals react with it It turns to black and you see sometimes big areas of black stains caused by calhypo hitting the bottom of the pool and liquid chlorine can react with metals but the water is going to have like a green tint to it and usually it's not going to cause that black staining so calhypo does have that problem of the chlorine sitting on the bottom causing that black stain to avoid that just mix it in a bucket of water or add it directly to the skimmer you're not going to have that reaction and that reaction by the way will go away on its own When the oxidation process ends and the chlorine level starts to drop down, you're not going to have that black stain anywhere. You can accelerate it, of course, with ascorbic acid, put that in there to help with the staining. But again, in most cases, that black stain will disappear. But it's definitely a shocker when you put calhypo in a pool and a black stain appears. You're like, what did I do? I mean, did I damage the pool? And it's just a reaction again with the copper reacting with being oxidized and it just stains that surface temporarily. But again, you don't want to do that when a customer is going to have a party and there's like black spots all over the bottom. So just be aware of that side effect with Cal Hypo. It's kind of rare, but it's something that will happen in some cases. And it may even happen to you out there in your pool route. Just be aware of that. Again, liquid chlorine will react with metals and it'll give it like a green tint. So you may think that you've actually turned the pool green by putting the liquid chlorine in. But as that chlorine starts to dissipate, the green tint will disappear in the pool Adding a metal sequestering agent will help accelerate that and, you know, get rid of that green tint of the water, but that's something that happens with both chemicals reacting with metals in the water. They'll have different reactions, but they do react with metals in the water, so be aware of that. Cal Hypo, of course, has a much longer shelf life. You can have Cal Hypo in a bag or a bucket. For, I think, two or two plus years, I've had Cal Hypo in a bag at a customer's house, It was like five years old, I think. The bag was like deteriorating. You couldn't read the label that well. I knew it was Cal Hypo. I put it in the pool and it seemed to have pretty good strength still after that that much time. And I think Cal Hypo definitely wins in that category. Liquid chlorine starts losing its strength pretty quickly. So if you have um, 12.5% liquid chlorine, after 30 days, you've dropped significantly in strength. It's hard to say exactly how much because it depends on where you're storing it. The heat, direct sunlight, things like that are a factor, but it's going to drop in strength. By by 60 days, you're probably about half the strength, so you're down to 6%. So you want to make sure that liquid chlorine is fresh and that you rotate the stock. I mean, if you have a bottle of Clorox bleach in your laundry room and you haven't used it in four or five months, when you go to use it, you'll notice that it's pretty weak. It's kind of all gone already, and that's kind of the drawback with liquid chlorine is that it doesn't have a very long shelf life. So if you're going to go six months with liquid chlorine, just be aware that it reaches its half-life, and then you're going to have a very weak liquid chlorine at that point. And so you want to rotate your stock, keep it fresh, keep it out of direct sunlight. And it's one of those things where it's a really good chlorine to use. However, you got to rotate it. And I think that's the advantage of having Cal Hypo. If you don't want to worry about that, Cal Hypo has a long shelf life. And a lot of people prefer it because it's easy to transport back to the pool. It's pretty popular in Florida because those two and a half gallon jugs are heavy. So a lot of guys just like having a one pound bag of Cal Hypo and it's easy to put into the pool without having to break your back. So it's one of those things where it's more convenient because it's lighter and you can always carry a bag of Cal Hypo in your tote or your cart and always have some chlorine on hand. Whereas liquid chlorine, you don't want to be lugging that around at every stop. So there is a convenience factor that Cal Hypo has over liquid chlorine, and I always carry some Cal Hypo in my tote. That way, when I'm at a pool, if I need to put chlorine in there, I have it handy. Of course, I can go back to my truck, or if I know ahead of time that that pool is going to need chlorine, because you pretty much know your pools on your route, you can bring the gallon of liquid chlorine back there. But it can get tiring, and so the Cal Hypo is a good alternative to that. You're not lugging that big old gallon or two-and-a-half-gallon container of chlorine every at every stop. I mentioned at the beginning that neither of these products have cyanuric acid in them. And one of the benefits of the trichlor tablets is that there's cyanuric acid in it so that as they dissolve, it protects it from the sun. And since it's slow dissolving, it's able to introduce that chlorine all week long for you. With liquid chlorine, sadly to say, there's no easy way to introduce it all week long. There's a couple methods you could try. You can leave a gallon of liquid chlorine with your customer and then midweek, have them pour that in there. That's what we used to do in the old days. But a lot of people shy away from that because they can't trust the customer to actually pour that in there. And it's one of those things where you have to rely on the customer to do something. And you know how that goes. So if they don't pour it in there, the pool could turn on you. So that's probably not an option for most people. And there are, of course, liquid chlorine feeders. So HASA makes a liquid chlorine feeder that's really easy to operate. You can get liquid. Feeders like the Rolochem, and they'll introduce chlorine to the pool for you. They're a little expensive. So, there's no real easy way to put a liquid chlorine in each week to make it last all week long. You know, there's a chemical only pool guy here in my area. What he does, he puts two gallons of liquid chlorine in the pool every week in the summertime, and it seems to be effective. I mean, that's like super chlorinating the pool, and it seems to hold all week long. His cyanuric acid level is at 50 parts per million. But that's a lot of liquid chlorine you're putting in each pool every week. And it may not be cost effective or really effective. And figure you're going to lose about one part per million of chlorine every day. And so if you put in a gallon of liquid chlorine on, let's say, a Monday, and it brings the chlorine level up to six parts per million. And again, the cyanuric acid level will only protect the chlorine up to the amount that's in there. And this is a whole nother podcast. But basically, if you're at 50 parts per million of cyanuric acid, If you put 10 parts per million of liquid chlorine in there, only the protection is going to be until it gets to 5 parts per million. So a lot of the chlorine will burn off quickly in that pool because it's not being protected from the sun's UV rays. I mentioned again there's no cyanuric acid on liquid chlorine, and so you're going to lose 1 part per million a week. And so in order for you to get through the week with liquid chlorine, you have to add some more at the mid-week point or have a liquid feeder will add the chlorine to you. Calhypo, on the other hand, does not have any cyanuric acid either. But one of the benefits of Calhypo is that they actually have Calhypo tablets that are slow dissolving. I found that two Calhypo tablets are equal to about one trichlor tablet. So if you do the math, Calhypo tablets maybe are the same as trichlor in price. We're going to be using a lot more Calhypo tablets to maintain the same amount of chlorine that you would use with trichlor. But they are slow-dissolving, so you can put two tablets into the skimmer or if you have a calhypo feeder. Just a caution, you can't use the calhypo tablets in a floater, nor can you use them in a trichlor feeder. This will cause a chemical reaction and an explosion. So you definitely don't want to put the calhypo tablets in a trichlor feeder. Plus, they won't dissolve effectively inside a trichlor feeder besides the risk of explosion. I did mention that they have a very high pH. You can put the calhypo tablets directly in the skimmer. But really no effect on the pool because of the high pH. And just let them dissolve in the skimmer all week long. So that's an effective way to actually add Calhypo to your pool every week with the Calhypo tablets. And you have to get the slow dissolving ones. There's different ones on the market. And so you want to make sure you get the right brand. A lot of pool suppliers carry the Calhypo tablets now. And I recommend the tablets. I like them. I've used them. And I think they're a great alternative over trichlor because they don't have any cyanuric acid. So Calhypo can be added to the pool with the Calhypo tablets and they'll dissolve slowly, kind of like trichlor. So it's actually a really effective way to maintain the chlorine level and it's a lot easier than with liquid chlorine. So again, there's no easy way to keep the pool with liquid chlorine without a liquid chlorine feeder of some kind or leaving a gallon there with the customer. Or you can do the two-gallon method like the chemical-only person in my area does. Probably wouldn't recommend that because you're wasting a lot of product. Plus, if the customer goes in the pool that day, the chlorine level is pretty sky high. But there's really no effective way to do that without a feeder for liquid chlorine. But I did mention that if you are using trichlor tablets with liquid chlorine, it's a pretty effective way to minimize the amount of trichlor tablets you use. So you don't want to use a trichlor as your primary sanitizer. But if you have one tablet in the pool in a floater and you add a gallon of liquid chlorine that week, that tablet should have enough chlorine being let out to keep the pool and keep the chlorine level pretty steady. Depending on the size of the pool, of course, if you have a 20,000-gallon pool, having one tablet in there is probably not going to do it, even with a gallon of liquid chlorine. But if you have a smaller pool, ten or 12,000 gallons, that would be really effective. And you're not adding too much cyanuric acid using 8 ounces of trichlor every week versus, you know, putting three tablets in there. Then you're adding quite a lot of trichlor and a lot of cyanuric acids in the pool. So you can kind of mitigate the liquid chlorine with trichlor tablets and use both of those in conjunction. Liquid chlorine as your primary sanitizer and then a trichlor tablet as your weekly sanitizer that kind of dissolves slowly. And you can also do this with cal hypo tablets. You can put cal hypo tablets in the skimmer and then use liquid chlorine to charge up the pool and have the cal hypo tablets slowly dissolve during the week to keep that free chlorine level up for you so that the pool doesn't turn yellow or cloudy. turn on you in any way because there's a good chlorine level all week long so that's a good combination also calhypo tablets with liquid chlorine they don't have to be like against each other one or the other they're not really incompatible in any way so you can put liquid chlorine in the pool and you can put a bag of calhypo in there it's not going to cause an explosion in the water itself you probably don't want to mix of course this in a bucket but liquid chlorine and calhypo are compatible with each other in a pool and using Calhypo tablets and liquid chlorine is not a problem. As far as the price point, I think in most areas of the country, liquid chlorine is still less expensive than Calhypo. Although in California it's pretty much a wash as far as the cost of liquid chlorine versus cal hypo. In Florida, I think liquid chlorine is still a lot cheaper than Calhypo, but I wouldn't consider the price point being a factor. You know, maybe if you're a homeowner looking to buy a 50-pound bucket of Calhypo, it may be more affordable. To do that and to buy you know, a case of liquid chlorine, surely it's more convenient to use cal hypo as a homeowner, I think, because you can have the bucket there and you can put the cal hypo in your pool without worrying about the shelf life. So if you buy a 50-pound bucket, it might be more economical because you can keep that over a course of two seasons and not worry about it. And same, of course, with the Pool Pro. You definitely want to have CalHypo on your truck because if you run out of liquid, you want to have a secondary chlorine, that has similar attributes, not adding cyanuric acid, and is easy to use in the pool. And I think it's really logical to carry Cal Hypo and carry liquid chlorine on your truck. And that way you you have access to a good source of chlorine without adding cyanuric acid to the pool. And it's not an either-or. You you can use Cal Hypo in some pools, liquid chlorine in others, and they're going to be really effective. Just remember that Cal Hypo will add calcium to the pool, and liquid chlorine will add salt to the pool. Now, if you have a salt water generator that's not functioning, or if you have one out on your route that's not working, I would suggest using liquid chlorine over cal hypo in that case, especially if you're gonna add it directly to the skimmer, because again the calcium and the salt cell plates are not a good mix. The salt cell doesn't do well with calcium, and you may cause more buildup that way. And I think liquid chlorine is more compatible in a salt water pool. Because again, you're adding salt, but not a huge amount of salt. And then the salt water generator kind of makes liquid chlorine in a way, um, as far as the chemically wise, and it doesn't really make Cal Hypo. So if you have a salt water generator that's not working, liquid chlorine is definitely more compatible with the salt water generator. And in the wintertime when the salt cell turns off, I would suggest liquid chlorine over Cal Hypo in the salt water pool, just for the calcium aspect of it. And the fact that liquid chlorine is pretty much compatible with a saltwater pool, so for a saltwater generator pool, I would say liquid chlorine is the clear winner. You want to use that to bring up the chlorine level in the pool. You don't want to put Calhypo directly in the skimmer with a saltwater cell in there. And it's kind of the same thing in the winter time. Using the liquid chlorine is like if the saltwater generator was actually working in the winter time. You don't need too much of it anyway in the winter. So liquid chlorine is a great substitute at a saltwater generator pool or a saltwater pool. When it comes to shocking a pool, I do prefer liquid chlorine because it's faster acting. Again, I mentioned if the pool is slightly cloudy, let's say there was a pool party and the chlorine zeroed out and it's slightly cloudy, I find that adding liquid chlorine will actually bring that pool back a lot quicker. Sometimes while you're still cleaning the pool, it's going to clear it up really good. Whereas Cal Hypo, I don't really think it's the best for bringing the pool up because of the side effects of it. And it seems like the liquid chlorine just acts a lot faster than the Cal Hypo, obviously because it's liquid. When you put it in there, it reacts quicker in the water than a powdered form. So I think for a pool that needs a quick shock, if it looks cloudy and you want to bring it back quickly, liquid chlorine is the way to go. Same if there's people who are going to use the pool right away. I find liquid chlorine is a lot easier to introduce to the pool. Although Cal Hypo in the skimmer is good, but if you overload the filter, it could actually blow some of that Cal Hypo out. And you could see a little bit of cloudiness coming out of the return lines. So just be aware of that, that if you are going to charge up a pool when there's swimmers in there and you need to add a little chlorine and they're going to go back in, I think liquid chlorine is better in that case than Cal Hypo. So you can kind of use your judgment of when to use which one, if you have both of them on your truck. And you're going to learn the pros and cons of each of these out there on the route. I think for me, having a bag of Cal Hypo in my tote on the back there. Saves me time to go back to the truck to get a gallon of liquid chlorine. Most pools that are going to need chlorine, you're going to know about. But sometimes you're back there and something unexpected happens. And it's easy just to put a bag of one pound of Cal Hypo in there versus walking back to your truck. So it's situational in my case. But just note that the attributes of Cal Hypo and liquid chlorine are pretty similar. They're very different because one's a powder again and one is a liquid form. But I think either of these would be a great choice as your primary sanitizer. And of course, as a pool pro, you should be carrying both of these on your truck. And speaking of pool pros, using liquid chlorine, of course, can be a holy experience. And I'm talking about your clothing. So be careful when you pour it in. You'll learn this, that you don't want to splash any of it when you're pouring it, because then you're going to create problems with your clothing, staining and things of that nature. And I've also stained my clothes with Calhypo where I put a bag in and then I kind of touched it and I wipe my hands on my pants and it can turn it white. So both of these chemicals can bleach out your clothing. I think liquid chlorine wins in this category because if you splash a little bit on it on you from the pool water hitting your clothing, you're going to have a hole develop in no time. Whereas Calhypo is just going to stain your clothing. I think if you rub some residue that's on the bag or if you're using a scoop, the same thing can happen. And one caution, if you're using a bucket of Cal Hypo, when you scoop that out, if you're transferring Cal Hypo from one, one bucket to another, just be aware of the powder that kind of gets in the air. And you don't want to do this on a windy day because that powder gets in your eyes. It could cause some burning of your eyes. So it's also something that to be aware of that liquid chlorine is probably a little less hazardous. It comes in those you know one gallon or two and a half gallon jugs. And I would say it's much less harmless in the air. You're not going to have that powder from the Cal Hypo. And when you put the Calhypo Hypo in the pool, just make sure it's not too windy and doesn't blow everywhere. Because if it gets on the deck, you could stain it. So there are some drawbacks with both of these also. They're chemicals and they're going to definitely have an effect on anything. If you ever had a leaker in your truck with liquid chlorine and the bottom of the case is full of chlorine, you, you hit your brakes at a red light or a stop sign, it'll splosh in the car or splosh around in the container and then hit your window and get all over your truck and it's just really a big mess. So other chemicals and stuff like this is going to happen. So just be aware of that, and just be aware of the safe handling and storage of both chemicals. You don't want to mix one chlorine gallon with an acid gallon in a in a case because that could cause a problem. And the same thing with cal hypo, it can be flammable. So be careful where you store it. And these are all cautions that you can read on the labels and be aware of the cautions with the chemicals. You are using a chemical in the pool, and chemicals have reactions with other chemicals. With other things, and be aware of these side effects. You want to make sure the cal hypo bucket is securely closed, doesn't get wet, and doesn't have any reaction with water. And then same with liquid chlorine, you want to be careful not to get it anywhere close to muriatic acid, especially in concentrated forms. And having again the liquid chlorine and acid in the same case or container in the back of your truck is definitely hazardous, and you don't want that. You don't want any kind of chlorine gas incident with both of those mixing together. Just got to use common sense out there with any chemicals especially with liquid chlorine and cal hypo and they're relatively safe if you are using common sense out there on your pool route or as a homeowner storing improperly at your house and if you're looking for other podcasts i recorded i've done a lot of them on different chemicals i have one i just did recently on trichlor tablets you can refer to that and the best way to get there is to go to my website swimmingpoollearning.com on the banner click on the podcast icon It'll take you to a drop-down menu, and you can just listen to the podcast at your leisure. If you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at PoolGuyCoaching.com, and there's a lot of great benefits for joining there. You can also learn more about my program on my website. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show The Pool Guy Podcast Show